This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. Saturday morning here. Players' Championship Week. And what a big week it is. I am your host, Adam Scully, riding solo here for the next two hours in studio. Mark Sacchino is going to be joining us momentarily. Bob Weeks as well in hour two. It's Players' Championship Week, the unofficial fifth major. Let's go by the numbers on this field before we get going. The top 51 players in the world are in this field. The top 66 in the FedEx Cup standings. 11 players champions, 17 winners in the PGA Tour this season, 22 first-time participants. It, it is a very big week, that's for sure. Uh, joining us now on the line is uh, Mark Zacchino from Casa de Campo. Mark, how are you this morning? I'm good, Scully, and uh, I think we're going to have a great weekend at this Players' Championship. Uh, this weather's going to change. Uh, north wind flipping in, going to get cool, could get damp. And uh, I think some of these low scores that we're seeing are going to go in the other direction. So it, it could be fun. Uh, we could see somebody, who knows, maybe somebody comes from behind and, and, and presses the Fleetwood and McElroy sitting on top of this leaderboard right now. Yeah, you know, it, it's been a crazy start to the week uh, thus far. You know, there's, there's the leaderboard's pretty intriguing, uh, that's for sure. And for the second consecutive week, uh, Tommy Fleetwood is atop the uh, the 36-hole lead for the second straight week. He was tied, of course, last week with Keegan Bradley at the Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational and uh, and could it get it done. Before we get going here in news and headlines, uh, early impressions here, Mark. Uh, we're back in March here for the, for the first time in quite some time since uh, 2006. So what are your impressions of the golf course here thus far? I don't think we've seen what what the PGA Tour anticipated yet, uh, Adam. I think what we're seeing, what we saw on Thursday and Friday, it was May-like conditions. Uh, the course, I thought, started to brown up later in the day. Um, it's playing a little softer than it did in May, but not as soft as, as they predicted. I think what we're going to see over the next 36 holes is something that you know some of our older folk like myself remember uh, of what the Players' Championship was when it was always in March. I think we're going to see the sweaters. I think we're going to see the rain gear. I think we're going to see that 17th hole playing into a stiffer breeze, that 18th hole playing in a stiffer stiffer breeze. We're not going to see a player of uh, Tommy Fleetwood's uh, setup. He's not exactly one of the longer bombers on the PGA Tour. We're not going to see Tommy Fleetwood hit driver gap wedge uh, or mm-hmm. driver sandwich into 18 like we saw yesterday from 134 on his approach. I think we could see later this afternoon, we could see some guys with five iron in their hand, six iron in their hand coming into that 18th green. And that is a very different golf hole when that when you're hitting, you know, driver or three wood and then five iron into that green, six iron into that green. That is a very different hole. 17 uh, can be a very different hole as well, as we all know. We can car crashes there when it gets windy and cold so i think i think what they anticipated for march or what we all anticipated for march is going to unfold more over the last 36 than the treat that these guys have have had over the first 36 yeah for sure And, and the weather is going to be changing today the high is 19 celsius 67 fahrenheit 
supposed to be cloudy all day, uh, lots of breeze. So it's going to be a bit of a different golf course uh, today, uh, that's for sure. Now, obviously, you're in Casa de Campo uh, right now. You're getting a nice tan, I hope. You took a nice picture of a beach this morning. We're going to get into why you are there coming up in segment two. But before we get there, we're going to roll some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Halfway home at the Players' Championship, Tommy Fleetwood and, yes, Rory McIlroy are your co-leaders. I should mention as well, Tiger Woods is around for the weekend. He made... Uh, quite a mess of the 17th hole on Friday, making a quadruple bogey for a lot of the day. He was the only player to have hit the ball in the water on that hole. Pretty crazy, uh, that's for sure. We spoke a little bit about Fleetwood there earlier, Mark. Uh, Rory McIlroy, five consecutive top six finishes. Is this the week he can finally get it done here in 2019? Well, Adam, if he's going to get it done, he's got to clean up his wedge game a little. <laughs> I, you know, I thought he's putted very well so far this week. Yep. Uh, and, you know, he's leading the field strokes gain tee to green. And that's not a surprise because that's where he's been on top of the season. Uh, he's been number one in that category. Tommy Fleetwood this week, number two in that category. And the reason I'm talking about strokes gain tee to green is because cha- people who lead that category or near the top of that category – win the Players' Championship. That, that's If you want to go back over the last 15 years and take a look at the winners, they've all led that category or been near the lead in that category. Um, you, don't, you don't hide around the players. You can't putt your way to a win at the players. Um, obviously, putting and chipping is important each week on the PGA Tour, but you need to have the ball striking here. You, need, you cannot blast it anywhere. This is not, you know, quite often, as, as you know, you've commented on many times, week in, week out on the PGA Tour. There's golf courses where you know guys get up, they just blast away, they hit it anywhere, it becomes a putting contest. This is, this is not that. There is danger lurking everywhere. Take a look at Ian Poulter's approach yesterday in a 14. That sounded like a 14 handicap laying the sod <laughs> over an eye. It was horrible. It pulls up 80 feet short. Now, he picked the right hole to do it on because there's, you know, there's not – there's not those hazards lurking on, on the approach on 14. But if, if you don't have your ball striking under control and you start hitting them flat, thin, et cetera, around this golf course, you're going to find, you're going to find the H2O and you're going to have some issues. So ball strikers have the advantage, but, and here's the, but and I'm not saying it can happen, but Rory played beautiful yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven under par 65, 12 under ties for the lead, but gets, to, let's just look at a couple holes, Adam. Yep. Par, par five, 11 hole high in two, walks away with par, mm-hmm. okay? That, that's a, for me, there's a little bit of a flag there. I get to the next hole, the drivable par yeah. 412. Hits a, hits a beautiful three-wood, never really leaves the right edge, didn't get the hop he wanted, but in a good spot underneath the hole, a little bit across the green. Hits a horrible pitch. I mean, a horrible <laughs> pitch. He, he, he was looking like he wanted to throw up all over his wedge before it made contact. He ends up leaving himself about 20, 25 feet from just off the green but he buries it yep. for birdie. So that one putt there is kind of making up the mistake. It's kind of covering up the error of the wedge. So those little wedge shots, those little things around the green, if he's going to win, those have to clean up. He should, be, he should be leading by two or three right now, and he's tied for the lead because of those little shots. So um, 
could could he win? Of course. Should he win? Yes, of course. This, you know, he is the cream of the crop when he's got it going. He's in that those top five guys that are as, as good as anybody else, uh, or as better. Excuse me, better mm-hmm. than anybody else. But I don't know how you feel. But those little shots stood up for me. Those got to change. Yeah, those have to change uh, for sure. And we should mention that Rory McIlroy is using uh, a new tailor-made model of putter, the Spider X, which has really turned around his putting. Uh, this year, he made some clutch putts down the stretch. Of course, he left one short in the heart uh, on 18, but he's putted very well thus far through 36 holes and throughout the entire season. I should mention as well, we're going to be hearing from all of these notables uh, a little later in the show uh, as well. Uh, as someone who's turned back the clock a little bit uh, this week, uh, he was the Ryder Cup captain last year. He's battled through a host of injuries, uh, but Jim Furyk, how about that? 71-64, really coming out of nowhere, one of the last guys to make the field this week, and he's three shots off the lead. Mark, I, I'm, my question to you is, with the weather changing, and it looks like the wind is changing uh, directions, uh, is Jim Furyk's chances, uh, unless he really you know, chips and putts really well, they they got to be minimal, don't you think? I would think so. Uh, you know, this is a golf course. I love this golf course, Adam, really for this story too, right? Like it, it's not a bomber's paradise and all different styles of game can win at uh, the Players' Championship. But as you've outlined, with it getting cooler, with potential damp weather moving in, uh, you wonder if that minimizes his chances of, of being able to stay. Mm-hmm. However, you know, we have seen Furyk go low before, Mr. 58, right? Like, it's not yeah. that he can't make birdies and can't go on runs. Uh, he's owned a house in this community for years, so you know he knows this golf course. He knows this, this area, this championship. This is a bit of a home game for Jim. Um, you know, who knows? I, 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 I'm with you. I think he's, he's got a putt and chip like a god, I think, to stay there. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, Furyk, again, has been known to do that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Keith Mitchell's a guy that kind of stands out for me if we're, if we're looking down the leaderboard at someone that might chase the pack today. Um, Poulter, I don't think the ball striking will hold yeah. up. Uh you know, Kisner's been in this position at this tournament before with chances to win. Jason Day, I just don't know, if he, you know, where, where the health is. There's a lot of big names that could move. I was obviously Dustin Johnson. We got 36 holes to go. There's a lot of golf to go, so anything can happen. But uh, you know, winning a couple of weeks ago, he's third in strokes gained, tee to, tee to green this week, which is a huge category as mentioned there. So I, I would watch out for Mitchell today. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch this thing unfold. I love this tournament. I love this tournament because it doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing skulls this until you play 16 17 and 18 mm-hmm. we have no idea who's going to win this thing yeah for sure and, and, you know and you know as you said on golf talk tv uh golf talk Canada tv that aired this week um the 17th hole is it's, it's sort of like nascar you're, you're sort of waiting for that car crash yeah. to happen and and this year on 17 we have seen some heroics, uh, some crazy moments. Tiger Woods making a quadruple bogey. So far through 36 holes, this hole mark has not disappointed so far. No, I, I, you know, some people hate it. I guess a lot of traditionalists don't like it. They don't like where it is situated in a championship. Uh, you know, it's so late in, in a round and so late in a 72-hole championship. I disagree. I love it. I think it's in your face. I think it is a perfect uh, display of what modern golf is all about. I love uh, 
Tim Fincham, uh, the old commissioner of the PGA Tour, previous commissioner before Jay Monahan, tells a story of, of Seve Ballesteros uh, complaining as he walked off that green and saying, you know, where's the bailout? Where's the miss? And he says, it's 135 yards. You know, why do you need a bailout? Why do you need a miss? And then, he's, you know, of course, he asked Seve what he made there, and it was seven. <laughs> so, of course, he doesn't like it, right? But oh, hey, yes. these are the best players in the world. These are the best players in the world. This is the best field in the world. It's 135 yards, and they're asking you to hit your target. And if you hit your target, you're going to be rewarded. And if you don't, you're going to be penalized. I have no problem with that. It's straightforward. It's in your face. There's no gimmicks. There's no, nothing tricked up about this. Uh, it, is it penal? Yes, but it's 135 yards. If there was no water there, uh, and it was 135 yards, and it was just a 135-yard approach on a, on a flat uh, approach into a green, if these guys didn't hit it inside 15 feet every time, they'd be angry at themselves. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. put things in perspective, right, Adam? Absolutely. Always put things in perspective. That's what you do every week here on Golf Talk Canada Radio, Mark. Well, uh, coming up after the break, we're going to learn why you are in Casa de Campo. We're going to learn all the great things about that spot, and it, it's a great golf destination that uh, we're going to teach you all about coming up next here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here uh, for the next uh, hour and 45 minutes or so. Uh, Mark Zucchino is still on the line. He's joining us here uh, from Casa de Campo. Now, Mark, here in Toronto right now, it's about uh, zero, one or two degrees maybe. A lot of the snow is melting. I'm dancing. I'm going nuts. Golf season is just around the corner. What is the current temperature where you are right now? Okay, Adam, I, I got to tell you, and I don't want to rub it in oh, our listeners oh, coast to coast, but this is bad, okay? <laughs> it has been 30 degrees oh, no. Celsius Every single day. Oh, it is no. Groundhog Day here. Let me tell you, <laughs> you wake up every morning, it is 30 degrees Celsius. There is not a cloud in the sky. As the day starts to heat up, a light ocean breeze comes in to just cool you off and make it more manageable. A little bit of cloud cover kind of comes and goes. It never gets unbearably hot, it never gets cool. It's perfect it's ridiculous it's like they have the weather programmed it's it is absolutely ridiculous um i was I, you know listen i'm as you know i don't have a beach physique okay <laughs> that is not this guy so you know i'm more of hey let's go to ban and dunes let's yes. go to let's go to Rivers. ireland yeah ireland right let's go to turtlenecks yeah exactly i gotta tell you right now just golf alone And we're going to get into all the other great stuff they have here. But just golf alone, this is a world-class golf golf facility. Mm -hmm. You throw out the the, 
some of the best beaches of the world. You throw out probably, not probably, hands down the best food I've ever had at a Caribbean destination, not even close. Yeah. The food here is outstanding. It's unreal. Uh, skeet shooting, horseback riding. Like, I mean, there is so much to do here, which I love because you know me, I'm not a great sitter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there is so much to do here, so much to see, like pools, beach club, infinity pools, uh, Catalina Island, you can take a boat across to like just just an untouched island. I mean, like it's outstanding. But you throw that all away if yeah. you came here, and you're just a golf fanatic. The, they have three courses here: the Teeth, the Links, and and to, and the Die for. Uh, the two premium, the top of the food chain are obviously Teeth of the Dog, top 100 in the world, mm-hmm. and then Die for. Uh, those are the two that I played before, and I played again this week. I've played links before in the past. Yeah. I mean, it's on, it's some of the best Oceanside golf you'll ever find anywhere on the planet. Teeth of Dog, top 100 in the world, die for should be. You know what I relate die for? I was talking to you know some of the professional staff here this week. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the Web.com Tour Championship at, at Sawgrass, yep. I, I, re, I relate the die for golf course like I do the Valley course at Sawgrass. Mm. If it was anywhere else, it would be praised as one of the best stadium golf courses in, in America. But because it shares a property with the stadium course at Sawgrass, one of the most famous golf courses in the world, it never gets its just due. Mm-hmm. And that's the die for here. In fact, if you pull 10 golfers out of the parking lot this morning and ask them what their favorite golf course is here, you'd get five die for and five teeth of the dog. Wow. That's, how, that's how good it is at Wow, that's awesome. So let's get into this a little more. So this Teeth of the Dog uh, Oceanside, you posted some some videos uh, earlier this week on Instagram uh, playing golf. Tell us a little more about this Teeth of the Dog uh, Oceanside golf course. Obviously, you mentioned top 100 in the world, but give us some other specs and details about it. It's, it's just gorgeous. Mm. It's uh, a Pete Dye masterpiece, uh, really small greens. Uh, you've got three or four uh, ocean side holes on either on either nine, so you never really get too far away from the ocean, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the water just crashing in on the rock. Uh, you're almost right on the beach, so it's like you can reach out and touch the ocean. <laughs> the fifth hole is, is to me is the signature hole. Yeah. It's just little par three, one thirty five. Wind coming in sideways. The target looks like you're trying to land it on a pool table from 135. <laughs> if you miss, you're in the in the water. Uh, it is just, it is just brilliant. Yours truly hit it to 10 feet, knocked Ooh. one in for two there. Wow! <laughs> wow! Um, wow! Wow! <laughs> but the good news is you're going to get a chance to see all this. The reason I'm down <laughs> here, as you know, yes. I'm not just down here vacationing Players Championship <laughs> Week. Is the reason I'm down here is you know Casa de Campo is a new, is a new sponsor to Golf Talk Canada. If you saw our first TV episode of the season last week, you would have saw the Casa de Campo uh, commercial running uh, mm-hmm. through our Golf Talk Canada Players Championship special, and you'll see it throughout the season running on Golf Talk Canada TV. So I'm down here uh, to give everybody in Canada a look at this property. So we've yep. shot some footage. We're gonna have a great. Uh, segment coming up in the next few weeks on Golf Talk Canada TV that's going to cover all this. You'll get to see it all. But, yeah, Teeth's amazing. To die for is is up the cliffside here, up the hillside. Yep. So you've got views of the ocean, but you're way more, you know, you're perched up well above uh, the marina, which is just stunning with the, with the yachts. I can't believe <laughs> the money down here, Adam. We've, we've seen homes that are yeah. – 
$20 million U.S. home bordering, bordering the ocean with private beach. It just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, you know what I did spend some time on yesterday, and I, and I thought of you that you would Ooh. absolutely love it? Really? Uh, last time I was here five years ago, the driving range was over by the first tee at, at Teeth of the Dog. <laughs> yep. And I kind of drove over there earlier this week, and I kind of saw this kind of – it looked like it was un, like kind of unkept. And I'm like, oh, what's going on with the driving range? Like, that, that doesn't kind of look. And I was going, what's up, right? Well, they're now preparing that land for something else. So yep. they're going to be building over there. I didn't know that at the time. Of course, when I checked in, they took me over to their new state-of-the-art practice facility, Ooh. double-end range. It is – as good a practice facility I've seen anywhere. It's absolutely wow. incredible. They've got massive, I mean massive grass tee decks, target greens everywhere. They've got oh, a, wow. a wedge section of the range where uh-huh. you can just dial in every 10 yards hitting into greens for, for, for wedge play. Oh, They've man. got a learning center with a track man and, and all, the, all the latest software and gadgets you could everywhere. I mean, like, I don't want to even guess at what the price tag was to build this driving range, but I spent uh, about 90 minutes there yesterday wow. just yeah, uh, you can work work on any single aspect of your game, and uh, I thought, wow, well, boy, this is a big investment. And you know, it makes sense. They kind of, in a way, Adam, they had to make that investment. You know, they recently hosted the uh, Latin Amateur Championship, yep. where Alvaro Ortiz won. So mm-hmm. you'll hear that name when we get to Augusta, because the Latin Amateur Champion gets the invite to the Masters in a couple weeks. Okay, so they hosted that championship uh, here at Teeth of the Dog at Casa de Campo. So uh, obviously, you know, having a proper practice center, but this is beyond proper, <laughs> well beyond proper. This is state of the art, incredible. But I, I, when they're hosting events of that magnitude, I guess you need to invest in that. And in fact, this week, uh, this week, there's a huge NCAA championship down here. I'm down mm. here and there are 16, uh, 16 schools represented uh, in, in the, for female division of NCAA. So we've got Tar Heels. TCU, uh, Alabama, Old Miss. I went out yesterday and actually watched some of some of these ladies compete, and it was uh, quite fun. They can really hit it. Yeah, I'm sure they can really hit that. That's uh, that's awesome. It all sounds very exciting. Now, before we let you, uh, before we move on, I should say uh, to our next segment here. You mentioned there earlier, um, you know, the food. Um, and you know, going to the Caribbean, it, it can always be sort of a question mark for uh, for some. But uh, you, you've said, Mark, that this is the best food you've had at any hot weather or Caribbean destination so far. It's ridiculous. We've eaten at a different restaurant every night. So first of all, take that into consumption that we've eaten at a different restaurant every night, uh, and tonight will be be the same. Uh, so all different varieties. If you like Italian, if you like Mexican, if you like a steakhouse, you like. I mean, but usually I have never been happy at, at a, like really, truly happy with the food. There's been food where it's been okay. You know, I've, I've gone to brilliant places in Mexico. The food's been okay. Uh, I've been here in, in, in uh, Dominican Republic where the food's been okay. Mm-hmm. And then I've been in a lot of places where, you know, it's, it's not been good. It's been like, you know, you don't even want to eat that week. Uh, if you're a foodie, which, you know, I love food. You know, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada, oh, yeah. she's, she's all about the food. So, I mean, we, I, I'm coming home at least five pounds heavier, at least, <laughs> maybe 10. We've not stopped at it. Oh, yeah. Breakfast to lunch to dinner, the food is incredible. I mean, it's, I, I'm shocked. I was, I'm shocked by the quality of the food. That's how good it is. I was actually shocked by it. Uh, even, even the, even the steak I had the other night was mm-hmm. like downtown Toronto Ooh. steakhouse quality. 
It was like amazing. Like yeah, it was like going to a premium premium steakhouse. Absolutely incredible. I can't say enough good things about the food and uh, and of course you know in closing in this segment. They just finished a multi-million dollar renovation to every room on the property. There you so go. Even if you, yeah, even if you come here and you stay in one of the older buildings, uh, because this has been a world-class destination for many years, so even if you stay in one of the older buildings, you're walking into a brand-new renovated room, and they're absolutely gorgeous. So I can't say enough. <laughs> I know, you know, people, they're a sponsor of the show, and we appreciate their, uh, them jumping on board in Golf Talk Canada and being a part of our season. But this place is just, just trust me, check it out, casadecampo.com, and, uh, and check it out. Uh, it is, uh, it's actually casadecampo.com.do. D-O, D-O yeah. Yeah, to get to the exact location you want to get to the resort. But, I mean, if you're thinking at all about Caribbean, whether it's guys' golf trip, couples' trip, uh, family, there's something here for everybody. It's outstanding, Adam. Yeah, so casadecampo.com.du, I'm on the website right now, and it looks uh, very uh, exciting. Coming up after the break here, Mark, we're going to get back into the Players' Championship. We're going to hear from some of the notables through 36 holes at the Players' Championship. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here in studio for the next uh, 90 minutes or so this morning here on Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks is going to be joining us in about an hour or so. He is on location at TPC Sawgrass, the unofficial fifth major. We are halfway through 36 holes in Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, your co-leaders, two Canadians as well, I should mention, made the cut, Nick Taylor, Corey Connors. So it could be a big week for FedEx Cup points for these Canadians. Uh, Mark Zucchino joins us now uh, on the line again. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, it's it's been a pretty exciting uh, tournament so far. And what I've noticed as well, before we hear from some of these leaders, is it not me or have we just seen a lot, many more hole-outs this week chip-ins eagles a couple slam dunks a few albatrosses it's been a, it's been a crazy week for holeouts so far yeah totally in fact polder had two yesterday in his round mm-hmm. so you know uh yeah we're seeing a lot of that you know but that's a to me that's a signature thing around player around tpc uh sawgrass and a lot of pete die golf courses because when he builds his green complexes if you look at them they're, they're very defined where the shelves and where the bowls are and things like that there's nothing subtle about these green complexes so quite often and i think we'll see that today being moving day and if we take a look at the what is typically the traditional pin locations on saturday and sunday coming down the stretch 
uh, on the back nine, especially on Sunday, you know, you, you know, those always those familiar pole locations and quite often they'll have them in the bottom of bowls. And, and if you, if you can get it in that 15 feet circle, it's got a chance to go in because mm-hmm. they're feeder bowls and they're feeder slopes. Now the bad news is if you don't get it in the 15 foot circle and you get it on the other side of the spine, instead of having 20 feet, you've got 50 feet. Mm-hmm. So there's the good and the bad of that, but I think that's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, you know, so we're 36 holes in. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood are your co-leaders. Rory McIlroy was sort of stuck in neutral yesterday until he reached the eighth hole, and he was seven under in his last 11 holes on Friday. Uh, after his round, Rory McIlroy had a chance to speak with the media. Um, the course changed a lot from yesterday morning when we played to, to this afternoon, so... Um, you know, I just have to concentrate on on adapting and 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 trying to to figure out, you know, the way this golf course is playing or is going to play over the next two days. So, um, you know, winning is a byproduct of doing all the right things, and I, I feel like if I can continue to do those things well, you know, hopefully I do end up with a trophy on Sunday. But um, you know, there's a lot of golf to play before that. Five consecutive top six finishes for Rory McIlroy heading into this tournament. And yes, he is the co-leader, but Mark, he did make some headlines after his round for some comments he made. And I'm going to quote him here. Uh, Rory was asked why there is slow play on tour and, and at the players specifically. The rounds haven't been the quickest in the world. And he said, and I'm quoting him here, because they don't do anything about it, it's become a bit of an epidemic on tour. What do you think of McElroy really speaking his mind about this issue, Mark? Well, I think he's 100%. I think he's bang on. I think, you know, Adam Scott echoed those statements about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're 100% right. We, we don't do anything about it. We being the golf community. And, I, you know, and the PGA Tour is no different. When's the last time we've handed out a stroke play a penalty in a stroke play event? Uh, on a PGA Tour event. Yeah. And, you know, we don't count Augusta. Augusta, that's, a, that's the Augusta National Tournament Committee operating that event. They handed one out to a 14-year-old kid yeah. who was playing along Ben Crenshaw, who was 9,000 over par that day. So that's a whole <laughs> other argument. If you want to wind me up, yeah. that's a good one. Because what a, what a brutal way to, yeah. to, 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 lay, to lay out a penalty. Uh, I believe we saw one a couple of years ago at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans in the two-man event, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um so we got to go back uh, well over 20, 25 years to actually find a real penalty handed out in a stroke play singles championship on the PGA Tour. So if there's no threat, uh, if there's no threat of any you know possible penalty or doing anything about it, nothing's going to change until they start handing out penalties or until until sponsors start saying, "Hey, you've got to fix this because it's screwing up uh, our TV numbers, our TV clock, etc." I'm with her. I love Rory too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love that how unfiltered he is. Yep. Yeah, you know, he speaks his mind. He's great for the game, and, you know, he always gives us a, a great uh, a great soundbite. I should say, since 2010, uh, the win percentage by 36 hole leaders and co-leaders is 23%. But for Rory McIlroy, his win percentage when he has a 36-hole leader co-lead is 50%. So watch out for Rory McIlroy uh, this weekend. Uh, he's currently tied for the lead with Tommy Fleetwood. Of course, he was our story last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, he had the, the 36-hole lead or uh, co-lead as well. He ended up uh, a T3 after a 76 on Saturday. And after his round on Friday, Fleetwood spoke with Golf Channel's Mike Tirico. The aforementioned Mr. Fleetwood, good to visit with you again. Yeah, what was nice, different about nice. today compared to yesterday? 
Uh, I got off to a fast start today. Um, it was a bit tougher. The greens got, you know, crustier and crispier at the end. Um, and, and the course is just fir firming out a little bit now. So it was, it was a different test than, say, teeing off first thing yesterday morning when the course was pretty receptive. And, um, but, you know, all in all, very happy. We were talking yesterday about being in the States and playing in more of these big events and playing more tour events. Uh, about 17, 18 you played last year after 10 the year before. Does that familiarity and comfort with the style of golf and the golf courses contribute to the good play we've seen from you in some of these larger events? For sure. Uh, for, for us, growing up in Europe and playing in Europe, it is a different style of golf over here. It takes some getting used to. Um, definitely stretches your game, and I, I've enjoyed it out here since coming. I've said that you know quite quite a few times now. I've, been, I've always enjoyed it out here, and I enjoy going to work when I am out here. So um, again, like happy that my game's improving. Happy that I'm getting up there more and more, and just enjoying the atmospheres that we get at these tournaments. And one last one uh, could be the 36-hole lead here had that at the U.S. Open and a World Golf Championship. So you are very familiar with being around the late starts in these big events. Mm -hmm. What have you learned through those experiences that can help you this weekend? It's tough. Late in the afternoon on Saturday, you get into the very, very final part of how the golf course is playing, and, and it gets tough. So I've not um, you know, yet to win, but I'll, hopefully that's, that's, that's coming. It's been good seeing you the last couple of days. Maybe we'll see you the rest of the I weekend. I hope so. That would be a good idea. Yeah. You know the Thank way you. to up here at this yeah, point, so why not? Good seeing you, Tommy. Good <laughs> Thanks. Tommy Fleetwood, uh, some pretty solid golf uh, thus far. Last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, he was 76 on Saturday, which, which derailed his chances. He had a good 68 uh, on Sunday to finish T3, but Tommy Fleetwood's going to be in the mix again uh, this weekend. Mark, we, we mentioned earlier in the show uh, Jim Furyk. He's turning back the clock this week. Uh, he is also in the mix, just three shots uh, off the lead, a 64 in round two. And after his round, he spoke with Golf Channel's Steve Burkowski. Jim, you shot your career best here on this uh, golf course in this championship. How were you able to get it around in 64? Um, good start helped. Uh, get out there this morning. Golf course was uh, somewhat soft. Uh, there wasn't a lot of wind and started off birdie in one and two and made the turn at four under par. So uh, kind of hit the ground running. But um, I've driven the ball real well the first two days. Uh, I've been pretty aggressive off the tee with some of the lines I've taken and I've and, uh, been able to hit a bunch of fairways. And if you're going to play this golf course well, I think that's something you have to do been a resident of this area 23 years now, have logged a lot of rounds on this golf course, have seen a lot of conditions. How can that benefit you come the weekend with the forecast expected to change? Yeah, it's a, it's a different golf course. Uh, I remember hitting some long irons and some woods in 18 at times when the wind was whipping in our face. But uh, I think what we're all going to do is we're going to grab our yardage books tonight. We're going to start imagining a north wind, a little cooler conditions, golf course playing a little bit longer. Um, and the holes are going to kind of flip. They're going to turn over. You know, what was we had a south wind the first couple of days, so uh, it's going to be a totally different golf course, and, and uh, it plays tougher, I think, uh, with that north wind and cooler conditions. We spoke last month at Pebble. We talked about the Ryder Cup responsibilities behind you. More importantly, finally healthy. How does this start sort of re-energize you as you're in the mix heading into the weekend? Yeah, it's been fun. You know, I uh, finished 14th at AT&T. I finished 9th at the Honda a couple weeks ago, and... Um, was kind of just hoping for the opportunity to get in this field. And so I squeaked in, and um, I've kind of had uh, kind of the attitude that I uh, wasn't even supposed to be here. I've got an opportunity in front of me and just put the pedal down and see what happens. 
Put the pedal to the metal. Let's see what happens. Jim Furyk, uh, a great cliche in that interview. Uh, three shots uh, off the lead. Mark, you mentioned earlier in the show with the weather changing, uh, you know, that could affect Jim Furyk's chances this weekend. But the guy is a, a veteran. And as he said in that interview, like he, he's going to grind out a round. I, I don't see him going out of the mix, but it, it's hard. If, if this becomes a bit of a shootout, if Rory and Fleetwood go off and get to, you know, 17, 18 under, I, I don't really see Furyk com, uh, contending in this uh, to the degree of in, in a final group or that sort of thing. But if the lead can stay around 13, 14 under par, I, you know, I, I think Furyk could be in this thing. Yeah, I think obviously if, if it's more a, a, an event where you chip away, yeah. like you're saying, then I yeah. think you're right, man. And he does know this place inside out. Like I said, he's called this part of the world home for yeah. a long time. He's owned a house there for a while. He also, also owns a home in Hawaii and I believe one in Pittsburgh as well. Mm-hmm. But um, he's played a lot of golf at Sawgrass. He's seen this place change inside out. I do think, though, uh, that if, if we do get moisture, I bel- uh, the last forecast I saw is that we could get wet on Sunday. Yeah. And if this place gets wet and cool and it gets long, uh, I say advantage Rory McIlroy mm-hmm. at that point. Because, mm-hmm. A, we know what he does when a golf course gets wet and soft. He usually wins majors by eight when it gets wet and soft. And uh, if it gets cold and wet, it's going to get longer. And Rory, it can't get cold or wet enough for him to hit five iron in the par fours like 18. Instead of, hitting, instead of flipping sand wedges, he's going to be hitting nine irons and yeah. eight irons. Well, that's a big difference. Hitting, I take Rory with a nine iron in my hand versus the you know uh, most of the field with something like a six iron, right? 100%. So uh, he can still get to all the par fives where Furyk is not going to be able to get to these par fives. If it gets to cool and wet, Jim Jim's not does not have mm-hmm. the, the gear to get to these par fives. So I think it's advantage Rory if it goes that way. But you're right if it, if it gets chippy at them mm-hmm. and they can't make good scores and it's kind of hanging around, then yeah, if it's a hang around fight, how do you not like Jim Furyk? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you mentioned the forecast there, uh, 14 degrees Celsius and some rain tomorrow. So bring out the layers, bring out the rain gear. It could be a wild Sunday. Before we go to break, we're going to hear from one uh, final notable, and that is Ian Poulter, who is also in the mix. He was playing with Canadian Adam Hadwin this week. He had a blistering back nine on Friday, and after his round, he spoke with the media. Good with Ian Poulter, another good round, back in contention here like a couple of years ago. Your kids, two sons, one of your two daughters up here uh, just over there. And I said, what should I ask Dad? I said, ask him about chipping in a couple of times, ask him why he played so well. So I'll ask you about how you played so well. Played quite nice, two chippings as the kids uh, were out there watching. I chipped in on 16 for Eagle, which was quite nice. And then uh, just over the back of 18, perfect on the upslope, nice little tight lie, a little bit back into the breeze. You know, hit a little cheeky, nippy lob wedge, which um, checked up and then obviously dribbled out towards the hole and dropped in. So nice to have kind of that kind of momentum around the turn. Here it is here, 18. It was perfect on the upslope. Just land it just over the crest, checked up, and then obviously just uh, just ran, ran down into the middle of the cup. I get the deal. The kids asked me to ask <laughs> you that so they can see the highlights. So you can see the highlight. It sends Dad home in a good mood. It was like a Ryder Cup type day. You were making all your putts. That, that putter has served you well over time here. It's done well. I re-gripped it on Wednesday afternoon. I just felt it was getting a little shiny, so I needed a fresh fill, and uh, it seemed to work. I've rolled a couple of nice putts in um, today, hit a few decent shots in close enough where I could take advantage, but... I saw one stat today outside sort of 30 feet. My, my chance of holding it was 0.00%, which 
which was a bit frustrating because you know you're not going to make it, and then right. I go and roll one in a couple of holes later to start. Where did you see that? It's on, it's on one of the boards. Oh, so you were looking at the board, looking at the shot link numbers that were there. The caddy was laughing, and I said, well, what are you laughing at? He just said, well, you had no chance of making the putt because it said 0.00% chance of converting it from 40 feet. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's funny sometimes you have a look at the board and you make a mistake or vice versa. Well, a chance for one of those big titles for you. Good going. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Evan. All right, Ian. Ian Poulter rounds with 69-66 thus far. He'll be playing with Jim Furyk this afternoon at 2.30 Eastern. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Tiger Woods, who also made the cut this week, and we're going to wrap up Hour 1 right here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back, Canada. Adam Scully riding solo here for the next uh, little while here on Golf Talk Canada. Tiger Woods, as always, is the story if he is around for the weekend. Players' Championship rounds of 70 and 71 through his first two rounds at TPC Sawgrass. And after his round, he had a chance to speak with the media. The second wedge shot, not, not really. I hit it too flat. But the first one, I was a bit surprised uh, it went that far. I took something off that wedge, and it uh, flew a lot further than I thought. And the other guys uh, took a little read off of that. With that pin today, was it tougher from the tee or the drop there? No, I mean, the, both shots, are, I'm, I'm just trying to hit the ball into the slope and just walk away with a, you know, a 20, 20, 25 footer and move on about my business. Um, the, the, as I said, the second one I, I hit too flat and too hot, uh, but the first one um, from the regular tee was was a good shot. It just just flew a little bit too far. Well, I was I was pretty ticked, just no doubt about that. And um, I was bound and determined to get it get it all back and uh, get it back to five. I thought that would have been a hell of a fight, and end up getting back to three. Um, still was a it was a good fight to get to that point, but. Uh, you know, I'm, as of right now, I'm six back, which is definitely doable on this golf course, especially with the weather coming in. And uh, I just need to go out there and put it together this weekend. 70-71 for Tiger. Uh, Mark Sakuna now joins us on the line. And, Mark, we're going to get into this a little bit more in winners, weird and what. But a pretty wild round for Tiger Woods yesterday. 16 greens in regulation, of course, to qu- a quad on 17. Well, let's be honest, he, you know, he turned a 67 uh, or better with a few pots yeah. into, into a 71 mm-hmm. uh, with one swing of the bat and potentially two swings of the bat. And we will get into this in Winners Weird <laughs> or What because um, there was something interesting that happened on that 17th hole yesterday that it could have maybe saved Tiger a few shots. But there, therein lies the beauty of 17, yep. right? And therein lies why some people love it and some people hate it. You know, Tiger Woods should be right now sitting at seven under par five shots off the lead with 36 to go and instead he's sitting at three under par nine shots off the lead and that's that's a big difference if he's at seven under par right now 
We're talking a lot more about Tiger, I think, Adam, and oh, his yeah. chances this weekend. Are we not? If Absolutely. Back with 30, right. And it was once one hole, one swing of bat. He played almost a flawless round of golf yesterday. That is to hit 16 greens around that ballpark. That's it. That is good ball striking. That is just as good as it's going to get out there. Um, mm-hmm. But but you know, if you're going to miss one. Seventeen is not the one to miss. So <laughs> no, not the one to miss for sure. And you know, so seventy rounds of seventy and seventy-one for Tiger. Uh, he tees off at eleven a.m. Uh, with Kevin. Eleven a.m. Eastern, I should say, on Saturday uh, with Kevin. Na. Of course, Tiger was one of the best third-round players on tour in twenty eighteen. His first year of the big comeback. So we'll see what Tiger can bring. We're going to get into. More tire coming up in Winners Weird and What. Of course, Golf Talk Canada TV is back on the air. We had our 60-minute Players' Championship preview special last week. Uh, this week coming up is our Players' Championship recap show. We're going to look back at, at the week that was on uh, at, P- at uh, TPC Sawgrass, the top moments on 17, Winners Weird and What of the week, and, of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Our first uh, giveaway is Masters Preview Week. This year we are giving away up to $20,000 worth of gear. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter and or Instagram, and you are in in the draw every week to win some tailor-made swag. It is that easy. Well, that's going to wrap up our one right here on Golf Talk Canada. Coming up after the break, winners, weird, and what with Mark Zucchino. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here for the next hour, our back, our second hour, I should say. The back nine of Golf Talk Canada is here uh, in Toronto with the weather starting to turn. It's uh, spring is almost here. The, the, the clock changed last week, so uh, we're getting close. We're getting close to golf uh, here in Canada. The Players' Championship, we're 36 holes in. Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy are your co-leaders. We're going to get into winners weird and what here very uh, shortly. Uh, Mark Sakino now joins us uh, on the line again. Now, Mark, before we get into this, uh, you you uh, you Instagrammed a photo out, and and this is this is my pseudo winner this week. Uh, mm. Your your calves, your your calf game is strong. Your calf game, it's it's sort of like Phil Mickelson. I I had to comment on it because Phil Mickelson now that they can wear shorts in practice rounds, he is showing off his calves of steel are you on the mickelson calf training plan uh, i gotta tell you adam you know okay so i have the poor muscles the ab i have the ab muscles of jabba the hut okay 
Uh, you can't find abs on me if you tried. But those calves, I got to tell you, those are my old hockey calves, buddy. There they never went away. You knew I grew. I grew up on the ice. You know yep. that was that was it. So uh, they just th- those leg muscles never went away. But so thank you for noticing, hey. Adam. Very sweet of you. That's <laughs> that's what I'm here for. And you know, as I say, there are abs un- under that that load of laundry there. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, time for winners, weird and what. And this week, Mark, the tea is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, Adam, my winner this week. Listen, everybody likes a hole-in-one. How do you not love hole-in-one? Mm-hmm. I know you had one last year I that did. we kind of celebrated on the air, yep. which was very cool. It was. But you know what? To have a hole-in-one at the 17th hole at Sawgrass, mm-hmm. very cool. Ryan Moore, not sure if you saw it this week. Oh, yeah on the fly, off the stick, didn't, no bounce, no hop, no trickle, no spin back, a slam dunk right off the post into the cup, actually damaged the edge of the cup. And when you watch it a couple times, it's so cool to watch it go. In fact, I said to myself, Adam, Adam, when he hit the stick that hard, I was surprised that it was able to stay in the cup. Were you shocked that it, you know what I was thinking was coming? Ricochet off the stick into the water is what I was thinking. A hundred percent. You know, it, it's it, that could that ball could have bounced anywhere and elected to bounce in the cup. Uh, earlier in the day, uh, Emiliano Grillo uh, hit a shot that bounced in front of the cup, hit the post, and almost bounced into the water. So his ball could have easily bounced into the cup. But uh, a must see moment for Ryan Moore there for sure. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, just Google it. I'm sure it's everywhere. You'll be able to find it anywhere online mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it. For sure. My weird this week, and you know, like I dump on the rules yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. and and the problem with the new rules, and it seems to be a theme each week, and we're going to do it again momentarily. <laughs> but my weird this week is sometimes, you know, sometimes the rules can work in your advantage, and Tiger, and I'm not blaming Tiger because it'd be hard to to kind of even think about this in the moment. But when he dunked his golf ball this week, uh, yesterday, excuse me, in the 17, he missed an opportunity where he could have used the rules into his favor. Now, that 17th green is surrounded by a yellow hazard line, or should I say a yellow penalty line. <laughs> uh, and when you are playing a yellow versus a white or a red, one of your options on yellow is to uh, keep the point of entry in the flag uh, in line mm-hmm. and walk back on that line as far as you want. Now, when you enter the front of that, if you hit the green short, that's not an option. If you hit the green long, that's not an option. To the right, it's not an option. But the Island Green 17th has that little walkway. And mm-hmm. if you take a close look at where Tiger hit his water, his ball into the water off his tee shot yesterday, his first ball, it went in on the corner of the walkway which means he could have gone to that point of entry and walked back along the line of the walkway and could have potentially even put a putter in his hand, Adam. Instead oh, of hitting wow. from the drop area, yeah, he could have actually even putted it on the green. Who knows? He might have even made three there, four there, five at worst. Wow. Uh, he ended up making seven. So Tiger, could, Tiger right now could be sitting at seven, six, or five under par if he had opted for that. Pretty weird, eh? Because I, I guarantee you, yeah. we won't see that situation again this week. No, and, and that's interesting, because what we've seen in the past, Tiger has had some some rules uh, issues. Uh, the 2013 Masters comes up, where, where he took an incorrect drop and said it in an interview after, and, and almost got, probably should have got DQ'd from that tournament, but didn't. Uh, another rules issue here for Tiger Woods, I didn't, I, that didn't even cross my mind. That is very interesting. 
Yeah, Google it. Check it out. Uh, Golf Channel has it online with an explanation as well. If, if, if you don't mm-hmm. understand what I'm talking yeah. about, sometimes th- these things are easier with visuals. Right. But it, it's interesting. Check it out. For sure. And now the flip side of that coin, Skulls. <laughs> uh-huh. My what? And it just, just stupid. I thought we were supposed to simplify things, right? <laughs> we were supposed to simplify the rules. Just more stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander Shoffley this week slapped with a two-stroke penalty uh, for doing everything right. Really. You know, they, they're, you know, there's a rule in, in, the, in the game of golf, now with component clubs where we can change shafts, personalize weight, loft, etc. cetera. Um, the USGA and the RNA, rightfully so, uh, uh, came out with the rule with all these uh, personalization of clubs. Is you, you can't change the profile of a club mid-round. In other words, if you start off with the club neutral and the weights neutral, et cetera, and, and, and 10 degrees of loft, you got to finish there. You can't be, oh, I'm hooking it today. I'm going to move the weights to fade and open the face on, on the 8th on the hole, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, that was the intent of the rule, okay? Right. Uh, but, they, but, again, there's too much, la- too much language, too much unnecessary rules. Uh, Xander Shoffley had a, had a broken driver, okay? And he knew that, that you're, allowed, you're allowed to replace a broken club uh, you notify the notify the PGA Tour rules officials. I have a broken driver. I believe it happened on the range. So he started off with 13 clubs. He did not start off with 14 clubs. He notified the rules officials before he teed off that he was going to replace the broken club. They said, great. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had assembled the new driver off the golf course and handed it to him, no penalty. <laughs> but because they walked the head out, to the golf course. Think about this. They walked the head of the club through the golf course. He had the shaft in his bag, and he assembled it on the golf course. Violation of the rule penalty. If he hands the shaft to his agent, and the agent walks off the golf course back into the you know outside the ropes or whatever they deem off the playing area, and assembles the driver there, no penalty. But because they handed the driver to him with the shaft in the bag inside the ropes, it's a violation because now he is assembling a club within the grounds of play within the round of golf. Absolutely ridiculous. So stupid. He had a broken driver, notified them. He had 13 clubs. Give me a break. Absolute pure stupidity. Again, uh, a need to clarify and simplify the rules completely missed the boat on this one. Yeah, they're trying to simplify the rules, and instead they're just making them more and more complicating. The, the, the game of golf, is, it, the rules of golf, I should say, are, are in a very uh, weird spot uh, as we speak. All right, Mark, the tee is now mine. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark, my winner this week uh, is really the, the PGA Tour for releasing a fun little video here with uh, Joel Damon and his caddy, Gino Bonelli. So uh, the story here, and, and this was all on camera. They released a video on this. Uh, Joel Damon, uh, who has uh, been on tour, uh, he had a pretty good rookie season last year. Um, him and his caddy made a bet at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and the loser would have to eat the hottest potato chip in the world. The hottest chili pepper. It includes the hottest chili pepper in the world, a Carolina Reaper Madness chip. And so the caddy, Gino, lost this bet. So he had to eat this chip, of course, on Wednesday 
which was the day of the caddy competition on the 17th hole where all the caddies hit uh, from that uh, on the 17th hole and the close to the pin get, gets, a, gets a bit of a... Uh, some cash, I should say. And so he had to eat this chip, or he decided to eat this chip, before he hit his tee shot on this hole. So he eats this chip. Um, he is sweating. Like, it's it's ballistic. He is going nuts. Uh, he, like, he almost jumps into the water, you know. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a spicy food guy, but Mark, I'm not sure if, if I can handle a chip like this. All right, we we got to use this, Adam. We got to use this this week on our wrap up show. We got to show this on television. Hundred uh, percent. I haven't seen it yet, so I want to see this. Oh, so. it's great. I, I will send you a link uh, as we speak, actually. But the, the, the caddy Gino Benelli had a great line uh, saying, "I broke both of my arms at the same time when I was 13. I'd rather do that again than eat this chip." <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a pretty funny video. And, yes, he comes pretty darn close to jumping uh, into the water on 17. So that is my winner this week. Thank you to the PGA Tour. Some creativity. We've seen a lot of it with the European Tour. So awesome for the PGA Tour uh, to release this video. My weird this week, and it sort of goes back to uh, changing of the rule, of course. The pin is allowed to stay in now on all putts. So on 17 on Friday, We've seen a lot of wacky moments on 17 this week. Ryan Moore, Tiger Woods, etc. Jim Furyk, who shot 64 on Friday, has about a 30-foot putt, and he hammers this thing. It's going right into the dead center of the hole. So, of course, it's supposed to go in, right? Hits the flag and stays about an inch outside the hole. It was a pretty wild moment. Adam, I got, that's the first time we've really seen this yes. uh, in this whole flag thing. i got to ask you what your opinion is, because I believe, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not certain, but if I had to lay some action, if you're saying to make a bet, yeah. I believe if the flag was out, that would have hit the back of the cup, popped up, and went in with the flag out on that putt. Yeah. Do you think if the flag's out, it's in, or does it miss? What do you think? I mean, I, I think there'd be more of a chance for it to pop and go back in. It easily could have popped and gone three or four feet past the hole. Um, maybe not three or four feet, maybe two feet, but um, definitely uh, a pretty wild mo- moment for Jim Furyk uh, there. And, of course, he's in contention. Uh, you know, he had every fairway and didn't make a bogey on Friday, the first player to do that in the players since Jerry Kelly in 2001. So uh, Jim Furyk's going to be in the mix this weekend. Hey, Jim, maybe uh, remove the pin when you putt uh, during <laughs> these last two rounds. Uh, my what this week? Jordan Spieth, like, like what's going on? When, when is he going to bounce back? He looks, Mark, like a complete lost soul right now. And I'll, I'll give you some stats uh, on Jordan. Um, in 2013, seventh on tour in strokes gained. Currently 197th. He was first yep. on tour in Iron... Excuse me. First on tour in tour on Iron Play in 2017. Currently 116th, seventh on tour uh, of Round the Green in 2015. 132nd, second on tour in 2016 in putting. 114th. He said after his round yesterday that he's figured out his putting, but he has a two-way miss off the tee. Like, what is going on with this guy? Yeah, I guess if you if you're looking for the good news, the putter is back or yeah. seems to be back. Uh, I think this week he is six. Uh, this week he is six in strokes game putting from a guy who hasn't hit any green. So, mm-hmm. that's, so that's pretty good. <laughs> but, I, but you know, you cannot play golf with a two-way miss. No. You and I actually started this conversation about three weeks ago. Yep. We had to just. It, it, it was showing people. People keep asking me. You know, is when's Jordan coming back? How close is he? I'm like, I don't think he's close at all. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, why? He's too talented. He's too talented. Like, I'm not trying to be hard on Jordan. 
But guys are close when, when they, you know, if they're not playing great, but they have a one-way miss because they know what to work on, okay? They know they have a path mm-hmm. back to where they need to get to. When you have no concept at all of left or right, of smothering a hook, of coming out of something, if, like, it, it, where, where you can miss it to any direction, there is no path. <laughs> you are so far away from the path to get back to where you need to. It's the conversation that you and I had two years ago about Tiger Woods. Yeah. Okay. You could, you, you, there was, you, he was missing the ballpark left and right from ever. And look how long it took Tiger. Okay. Yeah. Like it yeah. took a couple of years. Okay. Before we, it, I don't, I'm, listen, I don't want this. I don't want this to be true. I hope I'm completely wrong. But right now, I see no path back for Jordan right now. Yeah. I, I think we are at least, at least months and months and months away, if not another year away, from Jordan being back. And I hate to say that, but it would not surprise me at all if it took – Oh, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we were still here in August with yeah. Jordan. wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah, it's crazy to see his last top 10 was the Open Championship last year. His best finish in 2019 uh, is a T35. Uh, Mark, before we let you go, I have to ask you a prediction. What do you think this weekend's going to happen? Listen, it's hard not to cheer for Tommy Fleetwood. He's a great player, and I, I just love his personality. He's got a wonderful demeanor. Uh, but I see, say the same thing about Rory McIlroy. Rory's due, Adam. Mm-hmm. The forecast, if the forecast is a- accurate, Rory's distance will serve him well. We know what he's got to do with the wedge to clean it up, but there's one stat that leads me to believe that Rory's going to win this week. When Rory was playing his best, winning those majors by eight shots, you look at his putting numbers inside 10 feet, inside inside five feet. He was top 10 in the world back in those days. The last couple seasons on tour, outside top 100 in those stats. This week, He's tied for six in putting inside five feet, putting well inside 10 feet. He is back to where he needs to be with the putter on short putts. I think that's going to be the difference. It might even save his wedge play. Rory wins. Yeah, it's it's hard not to bet against Rory McIlroy. It's going to be a fun weekend to watch uh, for sure. Mark, thanks so much for joining us this morning, and go enjoy, uh, go improve your tan. That's it, baby. I'll see you, I will see you in studio this week for our one-hour recap show, Adam, of the Players' Championship. Sounds good, Mark. Thanks for joining us this morning. Take care, buddy. Okay, that was Mark Sacchino joining us live from the beaches in Casa de Campo, probably uh, improving that golf tan that all golfers uh, know and love. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from the PGA Tour Commissioner. He's not quite Jerry, but he is... Jay Monahan, PGA Tour Commissioner, is going to join us after the break. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here until the top of the hour, right here. Players' Championship Week, 36 holes in. Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy are your co-leaders. But earlier in the week, 
Bob Weeks had a chance to catch up with the PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, who's actually a pretty big hockey fan as well. Here's Bob's interview with Jay Monahan. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan and Jay, it's always good to spend some time with you. PGA Tour Canada, McKenzie Tour. We know that that, uh, that partnership is going to be coming up for renewal soon, and uh, I wondered where the where that is, and mm-hmm. and perhaps maybe just a, an idea of where the Canadian Tour. Mackenzie Tour uh, fits in the hierarchy of the PGA Tour structure. Well, we're really pleased with the way that the Mackenzie Tour has performed, and um, I just think you have to look at the players that have gone through the Mackenzie Tour, made their way to the Web.com Tour, and those that have made it to the PGA Tour. Uh, when you talk to those players, those alums, they talk about how that prepared them for each step. Uh, the quality of those events on the Mackenzie Tour the quality of players playing in them, the way that they're run, you're essentially replicating or foreshadowing the experience they're going to have as they progress. And I think that that's good for all of our tours, and that's good for the game, and it's certainly great for the game uh, of golf in Canada. Uh, And that's why we made the extraordinary commitment that we made, and our commitment to that tour is long-term. And we're really fortunate to be able to to deliver that tour. Uh, We couldn't do it without uh, Mackenzie. And so... You can you can look you can expect us to to be in Canada for a long time to come. Um, earlier this year or late last year in Australia, we saw an in, in, innovative event with men and women playing on the same golf course at the same time. We've seen some partnerships between women's tours and men's tours. What are the chances that we'll see the uh, resurrection of the old PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, or or maybe some kind of partnership with that those those two circuits? Yeah, I, I think that that's something we've talked about certainly with the LPGA, and we've talked about that being a desire and intention, you know, publicly, um, and we we continue to pursue that. So I think if if you if the question is what's the likelihood, I think the likelihood is strong. The question is when. And that's difficult to predict because there are a lot of things that have to come together. And it could be that format. It could be a different format. Uh, But we think that one of the things that makes our game so unique is that men and women playing it at the highest level, potentially on the same golf course uh, in the same week, um, that that, that only serves to help us, you know, dimensionalize and show, show, show how great this game is. So we have a great partnership with the LPGA. Um, we work very closely with them. What Mike Wan has been able to do for that tour is remarkable and exceptional. Uh, obviously, you've got Brooke and you've got great young women that are continuing to merge at the highest level of the game in Canada. So um, I appreciate the question, and, and, and I, I look at that as a challenge. So I, I, uh, hopefully we're making some progress before the next time we talk. <laughs> you've been in this role now for a little bit. What's the best part about being commissioner of the PGA Tour? I get to work uh, in the greatest game, in a game that I love, that I'm deeply passionate about. So that has so many benefits to it, um, whether it's the competitive side, the charity and the impact side, the development side, the people side. This, this what, what, really, I, what really makes this game so remarkable for me and, and this role remarkable, remarkable for me is you know working with the people here, the team that we have at the PGA Tour, and, and it's not about me; it's all about we. And I think we all share that perspective, uh, that perspective of really trying to drive this tour and drive the game forward, and and compete for share with other sports in the world. Because you know, to us, 
as the as the top of the pyramid and the number one tour in the world we want to make certain that what we're doing is ultimately driving more young people and more people generally to this game that was uh, PGA Tour Commissioner uh, Jay Monahan uh, with Bob Weeks and l- look out for that interview we're gonna air that uh, in a couple weeks uh, on Golf Talk Canada uh, television uh, Tiger Woods and Kevin Na uh, their second round gets gets underway if you're listening live uh, in about 90 minutes time. So Tiger, seven, round 70 and 71. Let's see how he can bounce back uh, here in round three. Coming up after the break, we're going to go down to TPC Sawgrass. We're going to give Bob Weeks a call and get his thoughts so far on the first two rounds of the Players' Championship. And we're also going to hear from the two Canadians who made the cut this week, Nick Taylor and Corey Connors. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here. Uh, in studio for the next uh, half an hour or so here on Golf Talk Canada. We, we heard from Mark Sacchino earlier in the show, uh, one of the hosts of the show, of course, and Casa de Campo. And joining us now is the other co-host of Golf Talk Canada, Bob Weeks at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, Bob, I, I know that the weather is supposed to change uh, today at uh, down south. Uh, what is it like right now at Sawgrass? It's actually pretty nice. It's about uh, 18, 19 degrees and just a little overcast. And uh, the, the dire forecast of hurricanes and locusts and the whole bit that was supposed to come in here today uh, seems to have missed us. It's, um, there's maybe a chance, but it's only about a 30% chance of some rain around 6 o'clock. Other than that, it's going to be uh, pretty much um, what we've had the first two days. There's a little different wind direction. That's right. about the only change that they've got here. And But other than that, it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day. Tomorrow, yeah, that t- may be another story if the forecast comes true. Yeah, tomorrow, the, the forecast I'm looking at right now says 14 degrees uh, Celsius with some rain in the forecast. So so tomorrow might test the players' will uh, just a little bit. But it, it's it's been a pretty thrilling uh, championship thus far. Uh, we discussed last week on the show, Tommy Fleetwood has a second consecutive 36 uh, whole uh, co-lead uh, on the PGA Tour. He's tied, obviously, uh, with Rory McIlroy. Obviously, Bob, Rory McIlroy, five consecutive top six finishes thus far, rounds of 67, 65. What have you seen from Rory McIlroy so far? Uh, Rory McIlroy's putting seems to be a lot more consistent, and, and that's the one thing I've noticed. I mean, this golf course, if you can drive the ball in the fairway, which Rory has done quite a good job of mm-hmm. and, and normally does, uh, it's one of the strengths of his game, you can you can attack, and that uh, that makes it a little easier to try and get the ball close to the hole. So uh, you still have to finish those off, though, and that's the biggest difference. He's giving credit to that uh, TaylorMade Spider putter that yeah. he's been using, uh, and seems to be seems to be really in a nice, comfortable groove. He said yesterday that what he's really been trying to do is just change his attitude on the golf course, try to be a little happier, not worry about the ups and downs so much as just 
taking in the bigger picture and, and not worry about whether he wins or not. That's kind of a byproduct of, of playing good golf. And um, I think that's a pretty healthy attitude. I, th- I think there have been times in the past when Rory's gotten down a little bit when he sort of moped, I guess you might call it, on the golf course, and you can see his shoulders drop in certain indications. But um, so far, you know, he looks he looks happy, he looks strong, and he looks like he's playing well. And it was a very, very nice round yesterday. He got a couple of good breaks late. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think uh, he and Fleetwood in appearing today will be very comfortable together. Uh, speaking of, of McElroy with attitude to a degree, he, he's always, he always speaks his mind with the media. He's never one to give any cliches. If he's asked a question, he'll think about it for a second and then give a pretty thoughtful answer that's fairly blunt and, and he tells the truth. And after his round, he was asked about slow play on the PGA Tour. And I'm quoting him here, uh, you know, why there's slow play on tour. And McElroy said, because they don't do anything about it, it's become a bit of an epidemic on tour, what do you think about these comments uh, from Rory McIlroy on Friday? Well, I think I think they're they're bang on, and, and you hit the nail on the head when you described how he answers questions. He mm-hmm. usually sort of pauses for a brief moment to think about it, consider it, and then answers. That time he did not pause at all. <laughs> he was very blunt, very direct. Um, he said that the slow play was uh, really a, a bit of a problem, and and the answer I think that everybody knows it's very simple. As he said, they just don't enforce the, the, the rules. Right. So he's, um, you know, he is a, uh, um, I don't know, I think when you play in as many late groups as, as Rory does, yeah. you probably feel the, the brunt of the slow play more than a player who's up in the front of the, of the, uh, of the starting time. So I think it can be, get a little bit frustrating. He and, and Tommy Fleetwood are, I would say, considered fairly fast players, mm-hmm. but they're going to be the last two, two about, two about today. So um, you have to kind of be very patient about what you're doing and, Hopefully, uh, doesn't doesn't irk you too much where it affects your play. Yeah, for sure. And, and McElroy and Fleetwood tee off at two forty Eastern. The TV window on NBC is until is until seven p.m. Eastern. So let's see if they can get that final round uh, in in that TV window. Uh, one guy that we've been talking about a lot on this show this morning is Jim Furyk, sort of turning back the clock. Uh, sixty four on Friday. Uh, we, we mentioned earlier with Mark, you know, how the weather could affect his play if the court is playing longer that might uh, decrease his chances, but it, it's a pretty darn good story so far through 36 holes for Jim Furyk, isn't it, Bob? It is, and um, this this has used to be more or less his home course. He lives in the Ponte Vedra area, and he said he's probably played a thousand rounds here. <laughs> uh, he hasn't played it that much recently. He used to play it a lot more. Um, he said sort of five to ten years ago. He's just uh, he, he works at another golf course now in the area, but he has shot 64 on this golf course before, not necessarily in the middle of the players championship, but, uh, <laughs> but he, he's used to the golf course. He knows that he's comfortable as he, as he described it. Pete Dye um, built this course to kind of make you feel uncomfortable. And, and it's, it's a little bit more of optical illusion than anything where you don't think there's a lot of drop area, but there is, you don't think you can get a ball close to the hole, but you can. And having played that many rounds out here and being comfortable with it, I think Jim Furyk, knows where to go and not to go. He still has to play very well because he's giving up a lot of yardage off the tee here. I think at one point yesterday he was uh, like 142nd in driving distance <laughs> in the field. So um, when yeah. you're, when you're, it's, that's nothing new for Jim Fuhrer, of course. He knows that, so yeah. he knows how to get around here. And uh, um, He's a wonderful player. He's, he's a wonderful interview as well. We had a good chat with him afterwards yesterday, and I, and I think uh, I think, I'm not sure if he's going to win this tournament, but I suspect he'll be around the top of the leaderboard now that he's also 
healthy, as he said, for the first time in about four years. Yeah, it's great to see uh, Jim Furyk healthy. Uh, he, he's in the second-to-last group with Ian Poulter uh, later this afternoon. We're, we're going to talk about Tiger here shortly, but, Bob, uh, th- this is the unofficial fifth major. Two Canadians made the cut this week, which is big, Corey Connors and Nick Taylor. Before we, we talk about these Canadians, I, I want to play the audio from the interview uh, you had yesterday, uh, starting with Nick Taylor. All right, Nick Taylor, when we talked to you after the first round, there was some obvious frustration there. I know there's a little bit now because of how you finished up with a, uh, with a bogey on 18, but overall, how are you feeling about this round, the second round? Yeah, it's better. You know, it's, it's, um, I'm just playing well, so it's, it's nice to put a round together again. Um, you know, I made a really sloppy bogey on 9, middle of fairway, 85 yards, uh, and then 18. You know, I thought I had a great drive there, just went through the fairway, had a great shot. It looked like it was two yards from actually getting on top and having a birdie chance, but it came on the slope and, and three-putted. So it, it sucks in that way, but it was, good, it was a good round today. Some, some better putting stats out there uh, overall. Would you, were you happier with the putting? Yeah, putting was better back to what I've been doing this year, so that was nice. Um, you know, the wedges need to clean up a little bit. I had probably three or four wedges that, you know, I made a bogey with one and wasn't even giving myself birdie chances. So that needs to clean up the scoring clubs. But uh, overall, I felt like the putting and the irons were pretty good today. Not a strong breeze out here, but it seems like it's enough breeze to kind of keep you honest. Is that is it tough to pull a club sometimes? Yeah, it's it's a little bit different direction today. It's straight from the south, so you know, 14 was playing straight in the wind, which is a really tough hole. Um, yeah, it's just it's tough with that back pound 17. You don't want to flirt with going long, but where I was, I was just short of the ridge. It's still a tough two putt, so uh, it's making you think out there for sure. What do you got planned for the weekend? More improvement? Hopefully, move, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be opposite wind tomorrow. So if I can get out early and hopefully post it around, that's that's the plan. All right. Good luck on Saturday. All right. Thanks. That was Bob with Nick Taylor after his second round on Friday. Bob, what have you seen uh, from Nick Taylor so far this week? To, to me, Nick has uh, all the parts for a, for a really good round or a really good weekend. He just hasn't had them all firing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So. One day his, uh, his long irons are a little off and, and his uh, putter's working, and the next day it's the other way around. The first round he missed, I think, three putts for birdie under five feet. Mm. So that was, that, that's a really frustrating way to play golf, obviously. He cleaned that up in round two. Um, but I think, uh, I think if Nick, Nick feels he's very close to a good round. Now, you hear that a lot from yeah. golfers, um, but I, I honestly think that he feels there's, there's a real good round just about to pop out for him. So maybe that'll be today. Nick Taylor off at 10 a.m. Eastern with Patrick uh, Rogers. The other Canadian to make the cut this week, uh, Corey Connors. His round has actually just gotten off, just gotten underway playing with Matt Wallace. And after his second round, Corey caught up with Bob. All right, Corey Connors, you just told me it's uh, more of the same on day two, but a steady round, and uh, you're going to live to see the weekend, which I'm, I know in your position is always good. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy the way that I battled out there. It was a tricky day. Um, yeah, I hit a lot of good shots. I uh, kept myself out of trouble for the most part. Uh, I think just had a, a one bogey on the card. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a pretty stress free day. But um, yeah, it was a it was a grind for sure. Um, the wind blowing a little bit made some of the holes difficult, and you had to be on, or the the course was going to beat you up. Is this golf course a lot more hard work than a lot that you play on the PGA Tour? It sure seems like it. Yeah, the the last couple of days have definitely been hard work. Uh, I'm ready for a, a little rest after that long afternoon. But, um, yeah, you, you just can't let up. None of the holes are easy. Uh, they've all got their own challenges. Um, got to be on with your tee shots, on with your approach shots, and then try and make some putts. 
With the position you're in, how important is every cut that you make, and especially this one where there's a lot of points at stake? Yeah, it's, it's obviously really important, and I'm excited to, to be playing the weekend. It, it's been a while with my inconsistent schedule, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I try not to think about it too much and just keep pecking away and hitting good shots. Um, but yeah, it feels nice to, to play the weekend. I think the leaderboard's pretty bunched up, so can post a few good rounds and uh, move myself up there. You, you were mentioning to me before we started as well that it's always tough coming down that stretch when you know those last three holes that you have looming. What's it like to get out there when you're, you know, you're close to the cut line or you're close to moving up or and you, and you see and you step onto the tee at 16 knowing what you have for the next three holes? Yeah, I stepped on 16 tee at one under for the tournament, one under for the round and knew I needed to make a birdie. Um, it's a reachable par five. I it's kind of between clubs on my approach shot, but Caddy Kyle talked me into the, the three wood instead of the hybrid, and it was a good call. I didn't, uh, it was just ended up just short of the green, um, but I hit, hit a pretty solid shot and was able to two putt from the fringe there, make a four, and then uh, I got a little fortunate maybe on, on 17. I hit the shot exactly how I wanted to, landed just at the top of the ridge in the middle of the green, scooted all the way to the back, back fringe, so it wasn't a lot of room left there but um yeah was, uh, I don't know, the holes are playable that 17 18 were downwind so i knew if i hit good shots uh, i wasn't going to have much trouble all right good luck on saturday thank you that was cory connors with bob after his round uh cory connors is t57 currently uh two under par four consecutive missed cuts coming into this tournament uh bob but uh, it, this could be a big weekend as you mentioned in that inter- interview uh, to gain some more fedex cut points for cory connors yeah, Corey's had a tough time getting into tournaments. First of all, he's playing out of that category, one twenty-six to one fifty. So mm-hmm. you kind of you don't get to pick your schedule. You go you go when you can when you can get in. Right. He got in this one because he played well early in the year and, and amassed a number of uh, FedEx Cup points. So he's he's in a good place right now. He's basically locked up better status for next year than yeah. he already has this year. But uh, to get into more events down the road this year, he needs to kind of move up on that FedEx Cup uh, ranking and. Uh, and so this event, which which has lots of points and and lots of checks as well, which don't <laughs> aren't, aren't something to, to overlook as well. So I think it's it's going to be a big weekend for Corey if he can just just play some solid golf like he's been doing here and maybe play a little bit more aggressively out there. Although it's tough when you're when you're playing on this golf course. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, sp- some speaking of solid golf, uh, Tiger Woods through 36 holes for the most part has played some very solid golf. 16 greens in regulation on Friday. And then he goes to the 17th hole, and it all falls apart. What did you think about what happened on 17 with Tiger Woods? Well, you know, the first, the first shot he hit on 17 really wasn't that bad. Now, he had the unfortunate um, situation of being the first guy to tee off there, so he didn't get to read the win yeah. off anyone else on him. Mm-hmm. And his club really traveled maybe only about, I don't know, five, six feet, a little bit too far. The, the play there is to try and, when the pin's on the back, is to try and hit it into the slope between yep. the two levels. And let it just die. It either it'll either die there, and you'll have a longer putt, or if you get lucky, it kind of kills it, and it pops up on that top shelf, and you have a good putt. Sort of what Corey did mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later in the day. But Tigers had just enough energy to roll off. Then he hit a went over to the drop area and hit a really skunky little yeah. wedge. It was flat. It was hot. It was it had no chance of staying dry. So just a stunning turnaround. But it does go to show you what that hole is all about and what that hole can do. And for some in, for some players, it's why they don't like it because of where it falls in the rotation of the holes. They don't like the fact that the, the 17th hole gives you no chance to recover. You've got one 
tough par four after it. So um, it's it's a difficult hole, and and uh, it, it didn't play all that tough yesterday. For you know, there was only a couple of other golfers who hit balls in the water there besides Tiger. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, a sad sad situation for Tiger. He still feels he's in it. I don't think he is. Yeah. He's too far back for me, and uh, there's too many players in between him and the top of the leaderboard. So. Uh, we'll see what he can do, though, today. You never, I, I've learned in my career, never underestimate Tiger Woods. Never under, underestimate Tiger, uh, for sure. Of course, he's one of the best third-round players on tour uh, last season. Uh, before we let you go, Bob, you mentioned some uh, some guy. It's a pretty stacked leaderboard. There's a lot of names uh, sort of in the T10, T20 spot. Is there anyone, uh, you know, four, five, six shots back who you are really keying on uh, today? Well, uh, he's not that far back, but it's but, but Ian Poulter, I think, is yeah. has been playing some pretty good golf. I got a chance to walk him. He was walking around with him. He was playing with Adam Hadwin yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes this golf course. He liked, He's played well here in the past, and I just think that he's a uh, a guy that might have a uh, a really good day out there today. We'll see what he what he does, but um, keep an eye on Ian Poulter today. All right. Well, Bob, thanks so much for joining us this morning, and uh, enjoy the coverage uh, today at TBC Sawgrass. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. That was Bob Weeks, of course, co-host here on Golf Talk Canada. Everything golf on TSN. Look out for his uh, reports all day, uh, tsn.ca, on SportsCenter later tonight as well. Uh, Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from the tournament director at the Players' Championship, Ryan Hart, who's a Canadian. We'll hear from him next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here, wrapping up this morning's show. And before we get to our leaderboard update here at the Players' Championship, uh, there's a neat little story going on going on at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, a Canadian is the tournament director of the Players Championship, and that is Ryan Hart. Earlier this week, Bob had a chance to go one on one with him. It's a long way from Winnipeg to Ponte Vedra, but uh, Ryan Hart, you have made that trip, and uh, a Winnipeg boy is now the tournament director of the Players Championship. Tell us how that journey came about. <laughs> Man, it's still taking some getting used to to hear that, but uh, you know what? I think uh, much like the McKenzie Tour is bringing people up through the ranks. I think with that opportunity really came from that. Um, had a great working relationship with the McKenzie Tour over the years in Winnipeg at the Players' Cup, and just that relationship really evolved over time and uh, started with the PGA Tour a couple of years ago, and uh, one thing led to another, and here we are. Okay, so so this is one of, the, of course, the biggest tournaments on the, on the schedule. What's the biggest duty that you have, or what's the biggest thing that you have to look after here when you're uh, the tournament director? You know what, I think we've got such a great team here, and uh, I think one of the great benefits of being the PGA Tour's home, um, everybody wants this event to succeed and and to be elevated each year. So uh, really it's about communication. It's about just making sure that we're all where we need to be and everybody knows what's going on. It's it's really 
I'd say communication is the biggest thing. Is it a, it's a massive undertaking, I would imagine. This is as close as you get to a major without being a major, but this is a huge undertaking. Yeah, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We've got 24, over 2,400 volunteers uh, working with us this week. Uh, we've got a pretty significant team, and then uh, obviously all the media that's here and the players and their families and, uh, you know, over 200,000 guests on the property, if you will. Uh, so we're, we're pretty happy with it, but, yeah, it's, it's fun. Give, give, give me an idea of, uh, of a typical day in this week. I'm sure it uh, starts early and finishes late. Uh, the alarm, I think, goes off around 3.45 or 4, and uh, we get out here when it's when it's dark and get the lights on, if you will. And then uh, really throughout the day, it's, it's touching base with the team, uh, making sure we know where people are, and if there's any, any issues that come up, we're able to connect them with the right answers. Um, and really thanking our sponsors, thanking our volunteers for being here. Um, funny enough, uh, picking up garbage. I mean, it, it sounds funny, but, you know, when you walk around and you see Jay Monahan picking up garbage when he sees it, that trickles down pretty quick to everybody. So there's really no job that we won't do, um, but we're really just driven on ele elevating the status and stature of this event each and every day. And i got to think the weather's a little nicer here than in Winnipeg. <laughs> I, I have to say I've had a few texts this week that uh, I would suggest that the weather's a little bit better. But, uh, you know, it's great down here. Uh, still connected with a lot of people back home. Did a little bit of uh, TSN radio this morning with the boys back in Winnipeg. So it's been great. All right. Good luck for this week. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. That was Ryan Hart uh, with Bob Weeks. A, a great story uh, there. We're 36 holes in. Actually, the, the third round is underway, I should say, at that, the Players' Championship. Uh, right now, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy are your co-leaders, uh, both at 12 under par. They are three shots ahead of Jim Furyk and Ian Poulter. Fleetwood and McIlroy tee off at 2:40 Eastern. This uh, 2:40 Eastern, Jim Furyk, Ian Poulter at 2:30. Uh, Tiger Woods, he is off at 11 a.m. Eastern this morning, playing with Kevin Na. Of course, last year one of the best third-round players in the PGA Tour, and I should remind you as well. At last year's Players' Championship, Tiger opened 72-71, so two shots uh, worse than this week. And then he went on to shoot a 7-under 65 on Saturday. So we'll see if Tiger can get some of that mojo, some of that magic uh, going this week. Of course, two Canadians as well made the cut, uh, Nick Taylor and Corey Connors. Connors uh, part his first hole uh, this morning. So it should be a great finish. The unofficial fifth major on the PGA Tour. And of course, coming up this week on TSN, our 60 minute hour long recap special of the Players' Championship. We're going to look, we're going to talk about the leader. We're, we're going to, you know, have a little in depth look at Tiger Woods week. We're going to look at the Canadians. We'll have some special guests that I'm looking forward to sharing uh, with you all this week on TSN. We'll have Winners Weird and What. We're, of course, going to have the top moments on 17 from this week. It's already been a wild, uh, on, on, on the 17 old, it's been wild so far. 36 holes to go. I'm sure there are going to be some more wild moments. Uh, that's for sure. Of course, don't forget about 20 weeks of TaylorMade. That kicks off here on Golf Talk Canada on our Masters preview show on television. This year, I'm very excited to say we are giving away up to $20,000 of TaylorMade gear. It is very exciting. All you have to do to be in our draw every week to win is follow us on Twitter and or Instagram. Follow us on both at Golf Talk Canada, and you, you have double the chances of winning some sweet TaylorMade gear gear 
Well, if you're watching the Players' Championship th- this week, it's the best field in golf, the unofficial fifth major. Enjoy the coverage. Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood are your co-leaders. A host of players, John Rahm, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, world number one right now. They are within striking distance as well. It is going to be a great weekend of golf. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning here on Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks, Mark Zacchino, thank you all for joining us. I am Adam Scully, and of course, Remember, the first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.